This is Debbie and welcome to my offbeat journey to becoming a full-time location independent freelancer. I'll be sharing my tips and tricks as well as the realities of this offbeat lifestyle. Hey everyone, welcome to this very special episode. It is our five year anniversary episode and I am here with my husband Aaron to celebrate it, to kind of reminisce about the last five years, some of the expected and unexpected changes that we have gone through and our business and the podcast has gone through. And it's kind of surreal where we are and how we started. Hey, hubby. Hello. <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Don't, don't call me hubby. <laughs> He hates that. I don't, but I don't call you hubby at well, all, do know, I? It's funny. I don't think you've ever called me that before. This is the first time. Yeah. And the last. <laughs> okay, so let's next the hubby. You can call me your husband. That's perfectly <laughs> fine, but not hubby. He's like, no, no cutesy stuff. But it's kind of strange talking about this, and we're at our five-year mark. Did you think that we would get to this point, like where we are and how everything has changed? It's getting kind of desperate and sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, you know, like uh, definitely ups and downs, like any entrepreneurial endeavor or any, you know, big goal that you have. There's moments where you question sanity and stuff, too, with things like, what am I doing? Why am I keep going? <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. But let's go back to when I started the podcast in 2017 and we were just thinking about this because I've told this story before, but not really from your perspective because I initially had the idea because you mentioned podcasts and I've never really listened to podcasts before until you told me about it. I mean, you were listening to it for, for a while, but you mentioned to me about starting one. Why did you think that it would be a good idea to do that? Um, You know, just a good way to reach people. And it was also like a lot of the podcasts I was listening to were entrepreneurial type ones. So, you know, it, it seemed like something that uh, it was interesting to me. And, you know, I'm pretty auditory. So like, you know, I like to listen to stuff a lot of times, sometimes more than uh, watching things. So I just loved the type of media format and thought that, you know, it was something good to get into to be, uh, you know, promote your brand or like build a business. Yeah, but even then, though, I don't even think it was to build a brand or a business because I didn't start it to build a brand or a business because at that time. I was having anxiety attacks and I was so unhappy with where I was that I was literally having panic attacks every four months. And the last time it happened was a few days before my birthday. I think it was 2016 was like that huge panic attack that I had. And it was pretty bad. Like I was crying. It it was just like what? on earth am I doing with myself? What am I doing with my life? Why am I not happy? Because our, you know, my old job and you had that same job too. We were pretty lucky in a lot yeah, of ways. We're making decent money. It wasn't, 
you know, it was paying the bills and then some and helping us get to some other goals. But, you know, you were just so unhappy with it. And uh, I remember vividly at the time, at least I, f I remember what the feeling was like, is that a lot of times you would come to me with problems and I would just fix everything. And this was one where I just felt like I can't fix it. And I just, I've had similar instances where I try to help people and sometimes you just, there's nothing you can do. The person just has to figure it out for themselves. And I just had to step back and let you just do what you needed to do. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't anything that was horrific. There wasn't anything horrible that happened. It was just that feeling of like, I'm so confused having that it, it was kind of like I guess what people would would say like is like a midlife crisis but it was pretty young for me to have a midlife crisis like a <laughs> I don't know. some sort of a crisis I was having some sort of a crisis well, you needed some sort of a change yeah and that's kind of what we're talking about today too yeah absolutely and I just didn't know what to do and I felt like such a failure because i started so many different things i started so many businesses some of them you um started with me and it failed and it just wasn't right and then i just felt like such a complete failure like we would work so hard on something and it just wouldn't work out or the way we started it was just not in the right kind of mind frame or mindset because it was either it was just something that I was super passionate about and didn't think about money or it was just about the money and didn't have any passion in it. So for both of those like, well, not both, because there were multiple yeah. times it just fizzled out because one, I was super passionate, but there just wasn't any money coming in. So you can't live off of that. Or two, there was money coming in, but we weren't passionate about it. And again, like we just fizzled out with that stuff. So I guess the crises and the panic attacks were stemming from that as well, but also like. I wasn't doing anything that I was passionate about because I'm a creative person and what we were doing was not necessarily where I thought I should be in my life. I thought I should do something better or not better. I can't say better, uh, different. It was better for you though. Yeah. 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 So it was just really tough to be in that position. So, and I know you were also going through that like years later so it's kind of crazy how there's so many things that happen in your life sometimes like things happen to you sometimes there's no reason you just feel it in your bones like in yourself that you need to have a change yeah yeah and i mean one of the things that you know you were you were um I notice with you a lot and and because i i know with me like i just stick with things until i get it and yeah. like that was one of the things i noticed like you would start to get good at something and then all of a sudden you just up and quit it and i was like well, you know like i would ask you or like you know like why are you quitting how are you supposed to get good at this if you're you know quitting and what would really surprise me is when you went to this project like you know i wasn't like putting a timeline on it and being pessimistic but i was like well, you kind of have a pattern with things. And I think part of it was just not finding something that you were really that passionate about. I don't think it was only about like you have a pattern. I think it, it was partly like you had to find something that really spoke to you and you connected well with. 
And, uh, you know, like six months in, I was like, well, she's stuck to it. She's not missing any days. She's still doing what she needs to do. And a year later, I was like, well, there you go. She's, she, this is definitely something that's going to be long lasting for you. Yeah. It is like, I usually have shiny object syndrome. Like I can't stick to one thing because I want things to be faster than they are. And I think, well, not think, I know that starting the offbeat life, starting the podcast, starting the business was a lot different because I already failed so many times that I didn't want to quit again. And I didn't want to get back to that feeling of uncertainty, of feeling like a quitter. And I really needed to stick to it. And I think that was one of the biggest things that really helped me go through with this because I knew what failure felt like. I knew what not being good at something felt like. So it allowed me to keep going even when things were really tough. And I don't think that's talked enough about is when wanting to quit when things get really hard. But if you've gone through the process before, you know what to expect. So you know that you're going to have those feelings. You know you're going to have feelings of inferiority with maybe your um, you know, peers or imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Like, what am I doing here? I'm not, I'm not supposed to be this person doing yeah. this. This is supposed to be somebody else or... You know, and I think that that all comes from stemming of the feeling of not being good enough. You yeah. Know? And uh, we, we figured out lots of lessons when it comes to that stuff. Like when you feel like you're not good enough, you just if you just keep going, the stuff, it's just an emotion. It's going to pass. Yeah. And also, most of the time it happens when you're just starting out but also it happens even now that i've yeah. been doing this for five years and things happen and i'm like oh my gosh can i live up to this can i work with these brands like what if i don't do well and it doesn't ever go away you just get better making sure that you are doing what you're supposed to and also making sure that you're not feeling that way and you're not letting it impact you. yeah. yeah your your work your feelings your mental state because it does it happens all the time i think and once i stopped putting pressure in myself and just started focusing on the work that's when it really started to help yeah i mean i concur with that is is that um you know, I notice like when I have a, whatever project I'm supposed to do, as soon as I start it, a lot of the stuff just goes away. And part of that is, you know, training my habits and your, you train your habits that whenever we start something, we just make sure to finish it. Yeah. And uh, so I know for me, sometimes that's why I procrastinate because I realize like, man, this is a lot of work. And I go and I know that once I start, I have to finish it. So sometimes procrastination comes from the fact that, you know, you're going to finish it and it's a lot of work. But in those situations, I would just suggest, you know, just start, a, even if it's just a little bit, uh, you'll start to uh, get the project underway and finish it. Yeah, and also it is good just for yourself to know that you finished something. Yeah. And that's something that I had to learn because you mentioned and Aaron mentioned that I did quit when things were boring especially when i get bored yeah. i tend to quit a lot when i get bored it happens to creative people yeah so because i'm like this has to be exciting all the time i have to be super excited all the time if it's boring what's the point of it yeah and then what i 
found out was that and you mentioned this before we started recording was that we should talk about this is that when you start getting bored it means that you're actually getting better and the reason why it's not maybe as exciting or you feel like oh it's not as hard anymore is that you're getting better at it and now um, it's not as hard as it was and it's actually a signal to keep going rather than stop because you are in the right direction but the great thing about life and business is that you're always going to find something (laughs) that's going to challenge you so you won't be bored for, for too long. For too long. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, I mean, I think for sure that, <clears throat> I mean, if we were to learn this lesson from the beginning, we probably would have had other businesses be successful, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, but when you're getting bored, it just means you're starting to win. Yeah. But I also feel that the business that we have now is, at least for me, is really right for me. I love it. It's not great every day, but it really feels like it because I'm doing what I love every day. It's not always perfect, but comparing it to what we were doing, yeah, to what we were doing before, yeah. it's a whole new like way from it's it's just so different. And it doesn't it didn't not feel like this. It doesn't feel like it's a chore it feels right and the other things that we started before just felt like a chore and it just didn't feel right for me it feels like that for me sometimes but it's not for very long because once i get working it's fine but you remember some of the other businesses we were doing where like i was like oh god i gotta do this thing and i had to write up all this stuff and it's just not 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 even that it wasn't there were parts of it that were fun, but it's just, it's not supposed to be, I know it sounds like weird and some people fight you on it. They'll tell you it's always supposed to be a grind, but it's not supposed to feel like work all the time. You're supposed to kind of like get lost in the in the task and the time just kind of ticks by and you don't even realize it. Yeah. You know, that's how you know that like you're making progress. Yeah, I feel like that's what happens with, with what we do. Yeah. Every day we do work. But then so most of the time it doesn't even feel like we're working. Because... Yeah. It's not, I mean, I've worked a lot tougher jobs than what we do now. So. Yeah. So it just, I don't know. It, in a lot of ways, I feel really lucky. But then if you think about this was not luck at all because we've worked so hard to get to this point that now it just feels easy because... When, everything else was so tough. Oh my gosh, everything else was t- so tough. But then if you remembered when I first started this, I was working a full-time job and on this full-time. And that took a huge toll on our relationship because I was doing so many things and then like I just wasn't doing much, you know, in terms of like our personal life or even in our household, like it took over my entire life. So there's so many things that you have to sacrifice to get to where you are and you have to realize that because there's a lot of things and Aaron and I broke up for for a whole year because of the toll it was taking in our relationship. Like it just was not a good environment. And we had to really learn how to navigate through that because of the changes that were happening because the business was going forward. Obviously, in the beginning, the first few years, it was still unstable. So there was a lot of things that was happening. And then on top of that, we had to make sure our relationship was also a priority 
on top of the business. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I remember certain things like I just remember being in front of the computer. I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this. This is not what I'm thinking my life is supposed to be. And now I just sit in front of the computer all day. <laughs> it wasn't that you finally broke me. Is that I finally realized that like this is way easier than what I was doing. And once we started to actually make money and make progress, and I felt like I was doing something that wasn't like a hobby, that it actually produced results, I was like, oh, this is not so bad, you know? Yeah, and that was one of the things that I really had to remind myself every time is like, it's only a hobby until you make money. And it's great for a lot of people to be like, I love, you know, and I'm super passionate about this stuff. But then at the end of the day, you also have to pay for. You also have to pay for your life. You have to pay the bills. You can't just do something because you're passionate about it. And I think once you have a really good balance between a passion and something that makes money and you can make into your business, then that is a really good medium. But I also have to say that one of the things that I really learned that was super important is that if you find something that doesn't seem sexy, but you can do it and it's something that you can do all the time, I think it's one of the best ways to actually have a business because I would rather do something that's unsexy and make money and then live a really sexy like other lifestyle you know like like our hobby sexy stuff yeah you could be wherever you want in the world um you know you can spend time with whoever you want you can do things whatever you want like you know the other day we went yesterday actually we were just didn't kill half the day, but we were, you know, we were like different places that normally we wouldn't have been. I would have been at work or you would have been at work doing something else and not just, you know, having fun. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, you know, because we also can work remotely, we are able to take our work with us anywhere. I mean, the last month alone, we went on a camping trip and there was internet there and we were working in our campsite and it just felt so good and it felt so right that we're able to still live our life. There's certain things that we do in our business that are not sexy at all and it's boring and it's it's really mundane and, you know, but... Maybe we should like elaborate on what the sexy is because yeah so sexy is what you see people do online maybe it's like oh i'm an influencer or people are attracted yeah people are attracted attracted to are like oh i'm a travel this and that like either they do travel blogging they do they're influencers they do fashion like those are really attractive um and of course if you're doing that that's really great But I'm saying to those people that are fine with doing something unsexy, right? If you're writing for a drug company or if you're writing about things that are not super sexy that like, I don't know. Construction or Construction. Or if you own a construction or business, yeah. It's probably not that sexy. But, yeah. I mean, know, to some people, maybe it is. It but. Be, but, you know, these, these some of these businesses that are just really boring, like like stock traders make a lot of money. And, you know, some yeah. people say, like, 
you know, oh, I made this trade that made more money than whatever. And it's like, okay, that's, that's great, but that misses the point. Like, even though you might have done like a great trade and that's cool, most it's not people, exactly yeah. like the process that go into it <laughs> is probably just boring as anything. Looking yeah. at charts, watching the market all day. It's, it's not sexy in that sense. It's yeah. sexy when they leave in their Ferrari or exactly. something, but not sexy when they're... So, yes, good. That was good. You reminded us to clarify that. So that's what we mean um, in terms of having a sexy career versus a sexy lifestyle. Because somebody who's a, uh, who's a, tr uh, a stock trader or somebody who writes about construction can leave that behind or even take it with their any um with them anywhere but then meanwhile they're traveling the world while they do it so it's for me personally i would rather have a sexy lifestyle than a sexy uh business or work or job so i feel like honestly what we do with our business um is kind of like a combination of both because there's some sort of sexiness to it but also some really unsexy things yeah. uh so but i i think that's really good to know to keep in mind that you know even if you don't have a job that's sexy you can have a lifestyle that's super sexy you should be like i don't know one of these late night uh <laughs> Talk shows. talk shows like what what was that uh dr ruth <laughs> well she had more of an accent than that i know but she was awesome i love dr ruth but yeah so just keep that in mind when you're still trying to figure it out like you don't need to look at people on social media and be like oh i have to be like them to have this lifestyle no you just need to find a job that allows you to have flexibility. You need to have a business that allows you flexibility that you know you can do every day and feel like you are still able to do what you want with your life. And that's going to allow you to not only live a sexy lifestyle, yeah. but also pay for it and not worry about things. And that's really what what. I learned throughout this whole process and that allowed me to balance everything because not everything that you do has to be super exciting, you know, like there's just so many days in your life that's just going to be boring and it's not going to be Instagram worthy. But at the end of the day, are you happy? You know, are you happy with what you're doing? And that's really the the thing that I learned. One of the things that I learned the most about going into this business having a freedom lifestyle but i also want to talk to you aaron about the big change which is leaving your nine to five and now doing this with me full time because yeah. we okay y'all don't know how long aaron and i have talked about this moment when he can finally leave his day job and he can start working remotely and we can have more location independence like did you think it was going to be like this? What, not, how are you feeling? Like well, there's like, <laughs> there's a few things. No, I mean, we can hit like three bullet points or main points or maybe two. I, I haven't counted just yet, but, um, you know, like one of the things definitely, I'm like a numbers person, like, and, and, you know, one of these people that's very much not like a woo person where, you know, you just have to believe it, achieve it. It's like, I need to see the hard proof. That's just it. And like, I understand 
like the belief in yourself. I'm, I'm very much like, that's one of the things I remember having like a conversation with somebody and they were going, they kept going like, you just got to believe in yourself. It's like, look, if you don't act, none of that belief stuff means anything. You have to do both. Like if you just think you're going to fail, all the action in the world is going to like just amount to not much. But if you believe in yourself a hundred percent, but you don't do anything also, that's not going to amount to much. You have to have you don't have to be 100% at both, but you have to have both. You can't just believe in yourself. You also have to act. So, um, you know, one of the things was, is like just not seeing the results we wanted. I was skeptical, you know, and not, not cynical, not like, oh, this is not possible. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm not seeing it. And then once we started to see some results, I'm like, all right, we can maybe make this work. Um, and then the other thing is that you know, just feeling like stuck at my job. I couldn't go anywhere. I, I, you know, you wanted to go different places in the world and stuff. And, uh, you know, it, it gave me a lot of anxiety because, um, I was just like, we're just wasting money that we don't have. And then I can't, you know, do this type of lifestyle with the job I have. But now it's just like, you even hear me sometimes like, Oh, you know, we should go here. <laughs> <laughs> And I used to tell you this. I don't think you believe me, but I was like, I like traveling too. I just, I want to make sure, you know, I think a, a lot of men feel that, that urgent need that we want to provide a, you know, a secure and safe nest for the family and, and not always have like, you know, change all the time cause it can cause a lot of stress. And I felt that a lot, but now not as much. Yeah, because whenever we would travel and he would have to take leave from his job, he'd always be worried like, oh, this could be time for me to to be working and, you know, making money. But then now it's completely different. But it's it's true. You're a very analytical person. You're a, a numbers person. That's why I think we work really well together with the business, because I am super creative and I mean, I love analytics when in terms of like SEO and learning all of that stuff. But in terms of like the other things, uh, very like much about like even more than yeah, numbers is like systems. You're very just, systems driven. Yeah. And which works really well for us. And it it still surprises me sometimes when I hear you talk about, oh, we should go here. I want to go there. And I'm like, what? You want to yeah. go there? Because he was yeah. never, never like anywhere. this. Yeah, he was never like this. But now because we could take our work with us anywhere and you're learning, you know, he's learning so fast. And obviously he's also in charge of the things that like I hate and he's doing it way better than me. It's not a competition, but if it was, <laughs> I'm trying to win. So it's it's been a really pleasant like journey for us once we got here and it was very scary at first um but i think we're at a time where now we're just seeing growth like growth that we didn't think was going to happen this fast yeah that it's it's really great and we're both super appreciative of it but the best part is we've gone through so much that we are not taking it for granted because it's not like it happened overnight that we just did a little bit of work and all of a sudden it just happened. It literally took so many years, so many failures to finally get to this point. Well, and it's funny too, because you talk about like, like not taking for granted. I know if like, I feel like I go a day without working hard, like I start to feel guilty and not because, you know, like, Oh, other people like I'm just as happy. Like, 
I don't know, I got plenty of hobbies to keep me busy. I don't need to work to, to feel like I'm amounting to things. But the thing is, I do feel guilty because, uh, you know, like if I'm not doing certain things or getting certain things done at the time frame I want, I feel like like um, and in some way failing the business. So it's a good thing because before I was the same way with my job. You know, sometimes I would feel like, oh, I need to you know, I can't wait till I have time off. But also if I was like had a sick day or something, I would feel weird. I was like, I should have just went to work. Yeah. Today, you know, you never took days off no, I never like took ever days off. And now I'm like, and sometimes I think you feel like you got to twist my arm to get me to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I still get my stuff done on time. So I guess there's that. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing about what we created yeah. is that we can have flexibility in terms of when we want to work and i still have to remind you this when you're like yeah i didn't do much this morning or i woke up later today i really needed to take a nap and i still had to remind you like as long as you do something during the day you should be fine like it doesn't matter if you do it 5 p.m or 5 a.m in the morning or 11 p.m like it doesn't matter as long as you get it done and you know we do have some scheduling or like due dates for certain things but we have the system now what we are ahead of the game like few weeks in advance so that we can take our time with certain things and whatever we're doing we're still ahead of the game and that's another thing that i learned as a remote worker as a remote business owner is to like make sure that i do things ahead of time and for a lot of people, that's really hard to do, especially when you're just starting to work remotely because you're so used to being told when to work, you know, how to do it. There's certain timelines and obviously there's still due dates, but you have autonomy with your time. So you have to learn how to do it. And I, you know, I think I've kind of taught you how to do that, too, like how it's so much more better to be ahead of the game so you're not completely rushed well, and you have more freedom is, I used to be like that a lot more but it was because like you know i guess just waking up to the daily grind with the day job and stuff it's like you don't you're not looking forward to it because you're not working for yourself and i don't just mean that in the way that oh well you have a business now i probably could have been doing it as a business felt the same way because Working for yourself in the sense of like you setting your goals, like let's say we figured out a way where we only need to make 30000 a year, 50000 a year, and like it hits all of our things. When I'm working towards that goal, that's really me working towards myself, even if the goal is not high. And, and let's say, you know, I was doing sales or something else in another job and I had certain quotas and I, I had to get that. I'm still working for somebody else. And I'm not working towards what I feel my goals are. So that's like, I think in some ways, a way to get really overwhelmed or really like disillusioned because you're just like, oh man, this again every single day. Whereas like, yeah, some days I want to sleep late. Other days I take a long walk. Other days I'm working out in the morning or other days I'm just doing nothing but work all day. And, it, it you know, I make it sound like I'm not getting a lot done. I am, but it's just, I... I'll get like a whole day's work in and maybe like a couple hours sometimes where it's like yeah. literally we have two things for one of the projects that we have to, two things to do for the week and maybe I'll get that done in like two days, you know, and not even like two days. I'll do two hours a day and it's done. Whereas before, you know, if I had a similar thing, it might take me a week because I'm exhausted from commuting, exhausted from doing the work. 
and now just whatever we're up to i can pretty much get it done easily yeah and well that's the thing about remote work you don't have to commute you don't have to do all of those different things so you just can focus on something and you're you're good you don't have to worry about all of these other things that you have to do because you don't have co-workers to bs with you don't have to commute you're not bothered by anything you could just focus and also you can work at the time of day that you feel the most productive for some people yeah. that's early in the morning some people it's afternoon and some people in the evening i'm kind of like the person that sometimes it's the morning and sometimes it's the evening it's it just to be a lot more morning but i do notice that sometimes you'll do stuff in the evening yeah, yeah. not as much anymore but but every once in a while. Yeah, because I don't know. I think I just change here and there, but that's the best thing I'm about more this. Of a, you know, eat lunch, take a nap, and then do all my work from <laughs> three to three to six or something <laughs> like that. Sometimes the morning is good. Yeah. Um, but you know, like a lot of this, you know, has to do with a lot of change and beliefs and attitudes. And like one of the things for sure is like we said, how sometimes you would quit things. And then for me, I guess it was like just not seeing like results because I think one of the things I do is I'll, I'll go in and make things like better. So if you can get it started, like I'll be the one to come in and help finish it, take all the credit, <laughs> <laughs> but more along the lines of like, I'm, I'm not very creative. So like, I can't take, um, I can't make something out of nothing, but I can take something that's small and make it really great and big. And, um, you know, that has to do with changing. And both of us went through some sort of change in that sense. And it goes to like one of our mentors, T. Harvecker says, <laughs> you, you can't just be at the right place at the right time. You also have to be the right person at the right time. And uh, that's a lot of the change that we went through. So for me, a lot of it was definitely um, believing like this type of thing was possible. And for you, I guess it was sticking at it something long enough to where we actually found the right path. Yeah. Well, also, I feel that and I know that when it was maybe five or even 10 years ago, I don't know if I'd have the same mentality because I didn't go through all of the things that I had gone through and you hadn't gone through all the things that you had gone through. So it is it's so true you do have to be not only in the right place and the right time but you have to be the right person um and that doesn't mean like a different person than who you are but a, a you know version, a better version a of you version. a stronger version because if you're not in the right mentality then you're not gonna be able to accept what's happening or be able to be prepared um and I don't think if this happened to us years ago that I would be prepared because I wouldn't know everything that I yeah. know. Yeah. So it's it's so crazy. So it's just a reminder that if things are not happening the way you want it to, it's just because you're not ready for it yet and you still don't know something and you have to understand what it is that you need to understand before you can finally get there right. and it may take a year it may take five years it may take 10 years but as long as you don't quit as long as you know when to pivot you're going to get there right because yeah. i think there's so much to say about perseverance and persistence that 
you can get to where you want to be and sometimes you pivot and it changes and life changes because I didn't think we were going to have our business like this. Um, but it just happens like life happens. You change as a person and then it kind of pivots you to where you need to be. So you have yeah. to just. And for you, it was really just it wasn't something you were not doing already because it it's just content creation. It's nothing different than what you were doing. It's just the way you did it was slightly different. That's yeah. all. And um, I think that's one of the things that uh, and, and, and it's funny because um, I think what really was the change as far as pivoting or like letting things like move you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. and, and what that is, is like, so there's a difference between um, moving on and giving up for sure. Um, so like if things are not working, maybe that's the time to move on to something else. But giving up on yourself is it should never be an option. Um, but you made me think of another point with what you were saying is that, uh, and it may be like a, like a very slight nuance, but it seems to make a big difference is that I think for a long time, at least for me, it was like, you know, just charging forward, being persistent. And the thing is, is like, with any business, you're selling something, you're selling a product or a service, but if it's something people don't want, you can try to sell and be perseverant all you want. And I think that's where, what at least ha seemed to happen for us with what made the big change in terms of revenue was, um, you just, we just kind of let things push us around a little bit, like giving, not giving up, but giving into things and letting things kind of happen and push us around in the sense of, steering us in the right direction. I don't, it, it may sound like I'm saying like, just let life happen. It's not that it's more like it's listening, listening. Yeah. And letting things happen that are, you know, and, and being open to things too. Yeah. Because if you're so focused on one <clears throat> thing, you're not going to be able to pay attention to what's happening around you. And I think that being observant and also understanding what, you know, your audience or whoever it is you're trying to service really want from you, that's when it's going to click. And you were saying this before. I forgot that quote that you said. It's like instead of go with the flow, it's flow, flow with, with the, the go. go. Yeah. Go with the flow is like it. They sound exactly the same. It's actually a martial art thing in jujitsu. It's like the the Gracies. I think Hoist Gracie says he's like, you got to flow with the go. And. <laughs> What, what that means is like it sounds they're they sound the same identically even though they reverse the words or whatever but the difference is is one is more mentally active and one is more uh you know passive with your mind like and i think it really like to just explain it the best way possible is you have to listen you have to listen to the market what things are trying to tell you because if you're constantly playing to your weaknesses or you're providing things that nobody wants, the money's just not going to be there. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how good you are at it. Like, you know, there's a reason why people watch basketball and they don't watch, you know, I don't know, tiddlywink uh, <laughs> competitions. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that's a thing. But, like, you can provide a great service for whatever it is you're doing. But if nobody wants it, it's just not going to generate the revenue. So one of the things get out in the marketplace, see what people are paying big money for, see what plays to your strength and see what's easy for you to accomplish. Because I mean, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs that are successful, one of the things they do, they just find a niche that they dominate and they don't, 
they don't have to compete as hard. It's not hard for them in that sense. Yeah. Well, not to say you don't work hard, but it just comes naturally. Right. It's not like this crazy struggle. Yeah. Like, but you know what it is? This is another thing that you and I talk about a lot. Like when we finally did pivot the business, it just felt so easy. Yep. Like it was so easy. And the reason why I say it's so easy is because it just felt so easy because the whole time it just felt so hard. Like I just felt like I was pushing a boulder up a hill the entire time for all these years. And then when I finally figured things out, like it just felt like I was going down a slide and then somebody else was pushing me down because yeah. that's how it felt. Yeah. And I was like, why? Like, I don't know why this happened. I don't know how this happened. But I guess it's just all the years from trying to figure out where I belonged, trying to figure out where my niche was, right. that it finally made sense for and us to, to do it, for to create content for, for companies. And I was just like, how is this so easy? Yeah. How are we getting clients and it's just so easy to do it? Yeah. And the thing is, it's, but the crazy thing is that... Um, it's actually one of my mentors said this. He's like, business is supposed to be easy. And I, I don't think he elaborated on on it fully, but the point was well taken. Like the level he was at, yeah, it, it looked easy to me. It looked like the guy hardly worked. <laughs> but I think that was the point is that, but, you know, I know for a fact, because he told me some of the stories that, you know, he was putting up like, you know, stuff in the snow, like signs for, you know, things like that for marketing purposes, like in the snow. So I know he was working hard at some yeah. point, but it's just because he didn't know the easier ways to do things. Yeah. And it's the, 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 the what I'm tr we're trying to communicate is not that this is supposed to be this easy thing, but sometimes when you've been working at something really hard and you're good at what you do, sometimes all you got to do is just listen a little harder, kind of let things push you in a certain direction because you got to flow with the go. If you're fighting to yeah. go upstream all the time, you know, you don't decide the markets, you know, the market decides like what you sell. Like you may, if, let's say you're a painter or an artist and you know, your, your paintings just don't do well, but for some reason people want to hear you sing, then I guess you're going to be a singer if you want to be <laughs> successful. You have to learn to listen to what people want from you. And I think a lot of people that are entrepreneurs, probably people with more my mindset is just, just go at things a hundred percent and just don't look, you know, it's tunnel vision, but that only works well for a little while in the beginning until you figure out easier ways to do things. You have to be able to listen and reflect on what's going on around you as well. Being flexible. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's one of the things that we really learned that you have to, again, flow with the go instead of just trying to fight your whole way through. And once we figure that out, everything, and I mean almost everything, like change pretty much overnight. And I think this is what people see is when things finally happen. But for the most part, it was going up like a hill and it was an uphill battle. And the funny thing is it seems like almost most people have this sort of story. I know a few people that I've heard and it wasn't like this for them, but I can almost guarantee 
that they're a minority in this because most people have to struggle, struggle, struggle. And, uh, you know, like even your uncle, he said something. He was like, if I only knew what, like, what I know now, like 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. And it's just, you know, that comes with time. But I do think being reflective, learning to listen, learning to listen to the marketplace of what they want from you. And if you can provide it quickly and easily, I mean, that's a win-win for you. Yeah. And if you can outsource it too, pay other people to do it for you, and then you produce the product with the finishing touches or just produce the product, uh, you know, if you're not working and you're paying somebody else to do it for you, that's, that's what a business is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we've gone through the last five years. There's so many changes, so many expected and unexpected changes, but so many more lessons that we've learned and i'm really excited that you're going through this process with me now and every day is so much more fun with you you know when when i was doing this on my own like it wasn't as much fun because i wish you you were with me and now you're doing it and you're by my side and we're able to do this together so i'm excited to see what the next five years will be like yeah me too <laughs> So thank you everyone for listening to this very special five-year anniversary. <laughs> wow, my words. Anniversary. <laughs> anniversary for this very special five-year anniversary episode with Aaron and I. We can't believe we're here. I can't believe it was this fast, actually. It just seemed like a blink of an eye. But I'm so happy that this has been a change. And we can't wait to share the next five years and more with you. And here's to five more and yeah. then some. Yeah, thanks, everyone. We'll see you later or talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more information and how you can start working remotely and live a freedom lifestyle.